Good evening, everyone, and welcome to tonight's Joe and Joe Weather Show, which is brought to you by the folks at Omni True Value Hardware. They've been working hard through these winter storms. They were open all day, early yesterday, all day yesterday and overnight, and uh, now uh, back to normal hours until the next weather threat comes. Uh, 1226 North Wellwood Avenue in West Babylon, 631-756-1125 is the phone number with the best prices in town, and they they have plenty of all the snow and ice melt products, uh, Omni Melt, Petalo, Mag mm -hmm. Ice Pellets and Flakes, uh, any other supplies you need like shovels, spreaders, snow blowers, de-icer, all in stock, and there will be plenty of it if we wind up getting, or when we wind up getting, another winter event. So uh, don't forget, Omni True Value Hardware, they are a local business, and it's very important that we support local businesses during these uh, difficult times that uh, many of us are going through. So uh, back to us on the screen here, Joe Rayo uh, with his f fabulous hair today, look looking sharp. My, my wife is going to get upset. She she actually said, now, don't touch your she, hair. She didn't brush you out before before the show started? Well, it brushed it. It got brushed out, but it, it fell. So maybe, maybe don't be surprised. Like a souffle. Down. It just, yeah. just went. Don't, don't be surprised in the middle of this, come down with a brush and, you know. And why not? And why not? And why not? Yeah. Okay. I would, would do anything without my wife. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. Those, that, those are very good responses. So she does, does watch the show and writes down everything you say. So she, which may may be used against you at the at some later <laughs> at some later point in time. Okay, so we've got this small event that's coming up for tomorrow, uh, and I don't know about you, but sometimes sometimes I spend more time trying to figure out the small ones than the big ones because it's the little ones that wind up getting you when you find out that some you know some some spot. Where your, you know, one of your viewers happens to be got three times as much snow as everybody else, and well, is not and is not happy about it. Yesterday was one of those days. I mean, my goodness, we had uh, what did we have yesterday? We had uh, places in northern New Jersey, Janet Dunn, for example, being buried by almost ten inches of snow. It's crazy. Oh yeah, we had. It was it was strange all the way around. Depending on where those you know the snow band set up yesterday. Actually, you just reminded me. It was one thing I wanted to do. Let me let me get that the snow analysis so we could take a look and uh, we could grade our forecasts, Mr. Rayo, uh, all the way around. So hang on one second. I got the map up here and I will bring it up on the screen momentarily. And we can look at, we can pretty much look at how, how this plays out. And it, it, as, as, as <clears> always <throat> happens, uh, they, they, your, 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 the forecast snow map that you make and then reality, uh, usually <clears throat> they match up well in some places and not so much in others, uh, all the way around. So we always like to go back and do a little bit of post analysis and uh, I've got it centered tight Mr. Rayo on the uh, New York City area and look at it this band just really set up uh, in a very interesting way uh, north and west of Philadelphia north and west of Trenton 
right across it, this this must be by the way the jack the new the jackpot zone this winter every winter there's always a jackpot zone and i think the, this is where it's good this is where it's been a couple a few times already and yeah look at these uh, six to eight you know as you said janet dunn coming in with almost 10 i'm in this little yellow box right in there with just east of that yellow box i got six but there was a little bit more about two miles west of me in port jefferson but uh, you know, Long Island, uh, the southern the southern parts of Long Island basically got four to six. The northern parts of the island got six to eight. So so a little too high on the east. I was a little too high on the east end. They basically had four or five. Uh, I was thinking it would be a six there because they would catch a little bit of the deepening. But who caught the deepening? New Haven. Uh, all through southeastern Connecticut up to Wyndham, northern Rhode Island, and to just south of Boston. So it's they never turn out exactly correct. So you always have to have a little bit of of um, give your forecaster a little bit of latitude when it comes to these sorts of things. Yeah, I did three different maps for this storm, and I should have stuck with the middle one. Um, I actually brought it down based upon the fact that uh, the uh, Saturday night. NAM cut the precipitation down by about 40%. I said, uh-oh, I don't like the way this is trending. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, brought it down to, to a lower amount. I should have stuck with the middle. But at least in the middle, I had four to six as a general swat. But as you just pointed out, even that wasn't enough based upon that snow band. I should have left my final call alone because I had I had the six-inch snow band in here. Um I, I might have had it a little bit uh, uh, too far south and east, but I, I basically caught the six-inch plus so, snow band. Uh, by the way, uh, also southern Pennsylvania, you know, amounts kind of tailed off around Lancaster getting two, uh, but there were some areas as you go east of Lancaster, Reading, that picked up four or five. Then you go on the Maryland side, you see the amount start to drop off to two inches. Yeah, it, it's it's. Uh, I, I've I've. Uh, I've decided that there's a general rule that whatever they're going for down in this area, I'm going to always go go under because they never seem to, to whatever the guidance is giving them, they never seem to hit it when you get down toward uh, Maryland and on up into North, Northern Virginia in situations like this. Is, is it, I don't know if this is missing data. They actually did get snow in Washington, D.C. and Baltimore. I know I saw the uh, some of the plots down here. It was pretty much one to three inches for both, but I guess it didn't make it in time for the uh, the map, which was uh, at uh, 7 a.m. this morning. And then on up to the northeast, uh, the Cape uh, actually got less than advertised, uh, only picking up a few inches there out on the Cape uh, and uh, picked up a little bit more as you went west and further inland. And for our friends up in New Hampshire and Maine, a few inches, uh, nothing really spectacular here. Uh, at least through um, 7 a.m. this morning. I don't know if there was still some leftover precip going on in uh, in down East Maine, but we'll find that that out uh, for tomorrow. And then up the Hudson Valley, you know, kind of cut off quite a bit. Once you got north of, uh, actually, once you got north of Route 84, Joe, it really just tailed off in a big way. My daughter, who uh, is up in the uh, New Paltz area, said there was hardly anything uh, up in that, that vicinity. Meanwhile, down here, we... We finally picked up anywhere like, you know, depending upon where you were in and around Putnam Valley, two, three, four inches. And um, thankfully, it was enough so that um, I, we were able to get it all cleared away 
and uh, done by Super Bowl time. But uh, in a in a way, maybe maybe all of that was uh, for naught because the Super Bowl was real El Stinko. Well, I I, I, I didn't. Uh... I know you and I were talking, you know, during the game. So I said, well, here's one person who's not really interested in the game, but why would he? Yeah. Timothy Veltman just sent me a seasonal snowfall map for the Northeast. So let's take a look at that. I'll bring that up. So these are the seasonal numbers and, you know, we're halfway through and 40, 40, 50 inch amounts in upstate New York, uh, Looks like Syracuse probably is still running below average, but definitely now uh, running, at least for the season today, definitely running above average uh, throughout most of the area from uh, southern southern and southeastern New England away from the coast. Uh, actually, so- southeastern New England away from the coast. Southern New England uh, down through Long Island, uh, the nor- uh, most of New Jersey, uh, back over into Pennsylvania, down into Virginia, uh, most of these snow numbers that you're seeing here for seasonal totals so far are actually, they're almost all of them, Joe, exceeding the normal. So, uh, you know, it wasn't exactly winter cancel. Uh, it, it just uh, it just decided to uh, wait till the end of January to kick off. Yes, indeed. The second half, indeed, uh, the second half of uh, the wintertime season here has been, uh, or is, all of uh, what winter is usually advertised to be. And I'm just looking at some of these uh, low temperatures that are anticipated, Joe, by the end of the week. Uh, Friday morning low temperatures in places like in uh, North Dakota and northern Minnesota, um, Montana. (coughs) And I'm talking about the actual ambient air temperature. I'm not talking about wind chill, minus 28, minus 24. Imagine waking up to a minus 26 on your thermometer. That's that's what they're going to be facing uh, toward the end of this week in uh, the Northern Plains, a real shot of winter indeed. Well, they got yeah, they have uh, wind chill advisories and wind chill warnings. I actually, you know, thank you for you know you found the U car, and uh, you could pull up surface maps, which I'm going to do in a second. I just want to acknowledge uh, uh, a couple of things here. Uh, first off, uh, we have Barry Goldberg. Thank you, Barry, for hitting super chat tonight. The Joe and I really do appreciate it greatly. I, Barry got down. He lives near, not too far from Caldwell this morning. Three above zero for the morning low. Um, yeah. How low did How low did you go last night? Uh, Eleven. Eleven. That wasn't our coldest temperature, but uh, our coldest so far this season has been eight. But I, I was, you know, eleven degrees. I'm sure we could have done better if we had gotten a deeper snow cover, but uh, we didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got my six. I was happy. I was very happy <laughs> to get my uh, six. Uh, we've a narrow band of winter weather advisories tonight from northeastern Oklahoma and southeastern Kansas across uh, the southern half of Missouri, southern and western portions of Missouri, northern Arkansas, running through southern Illinois, southern Indiana, southern Ohio, cuts Pennsylvania on a diagonal, leaving the northwest and the southeast out of it. A couple of counties in northern New Jersey, most of the counties in the Hudson Valley except for Westchester, and all of Connecticut except the South Coast, and Massachusetts and Southern Vermont and New Hampshire. Also, a preemptive winter storm watches up for a good portion of the state of Kentucky because they are anticipating one of these little flat waves that's moving along. They're anticipating some serious icing 
uh, uh, issues. Uh, they're, they're, they've, uh, I think they use the word uh, major ice storm in there. Uh, in their in their wording in their winter storm watch, um, just double check. I don't want to speak out of turn. Uh, by the way, uh, we're at 70 likes already. Thank you very much for those of you who have hit the uh, the like button. Uh, and if you like uh, our our show, uh, it'd be great if you did hit the like button. Joe and I uh, like to be liked. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're going significant ice accumulations. Uh, this is the statement. I want I want to read the whole winter storm. Where the hell, where is it? You know, I've read this before. No, come on. Winter weather message. They mentioned, I think they said, oh, uh, here we go. Uh, uh, up to two inches of snow accumulation and I, uh, at least a tenth of an inch. But I, I read one of them that I think they were talking about a half an inch of ice accumulation in that particular area of okay, Kentucky. Could you, move that, could you move that over to the right a little bit? Or? Oh, sh- certainly. Yeah. It's hard to read. So- so we can all read. There you go. There you it's go. hard to read. Yes. All right. So let's let's uh, we'll, we'll we'll go let's go back to the uh, to the locals here to the, the nearby area. There's your uh, winter weather advisory zone. Uh, it uh, it cuts off uh, just north of the coast. Yeah, I I do not like when that happens. When we're literally talking about you know it's it's about uh, it, it's seventeen uh, it, it's uh, I'm sorry. It's uh, 19 miles from the north shore of Long Island to the south shore of Connecticut, and yeah, that that's a that's a very fine needle to thread. But often it's happened many times where Long Island would be raining and 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 it's snowing uh, just on the other side of the sound. So it's it wouldn't be too unusual if it wound up happening again. On the other hand, Joe, I'm always a little leery when it's this cold the way it is now because I'm I'm down to 20 uh, at the moment. Uh, I know at some point it's going to stop, but uh, if the boundary layer cools an extra degree or two, like it did yesterday, I never saw a drop of rain, even though the models had rain here at the start. Uh, it might make a difference for several hours when the precip arrives. This is what the weather service is going for in terms of snow amounts. I, I don't know. I don't know if I would have gone two for New York City. And three for Edison. They've got two and three inches basically in and around the city. And they went for a coating to an inch on Long Island. They're going for, you know, three or four up through parts of the Hudson Valley and the northwestern Connecticut. I'm not saying it's impossible. I just don't know if I would have had, you know, based on what I was looking at today, I don't know if I would have gone that high. Would you have gone that high? Did you go that high? No, I did not. And I'm right now. Oh, please. Don't what? do this to me. Is she brushing your hair? No, I'm doing. I'm trying to hit and control O so I can show you my. <laughs> I'm, I'm to show you my map and and it won't go. On control O O. Oh well, well, you hit control O. I'm gonna hit control O because you know what, mine is working. And I'll show you my map for tomorrow. Uh huh. Okay, and you have sharing capability, so whenever your computer wakes up and gives you the control O command. You can just go ahead and put your map up. Yes. Uh, but this is what I did. Um, you can see where I drew the trace line. So uh, uh, pretty much right along Route 78. I like to use highways because everybody kind of knows where the interstates are. And then just north of that, I draw that little light blue line where is where you'll probably wind up getting accumulation. So you can see how tight it all is. And I just, I really just broad brushed it because uh, I'm, I'm not, 
you know, I'm not a rocket scientist. I can't tell you that uh, I can't zip code my forecast. So I just broad brushed it with a uh, said a potential for a few inches with lo possible local upside surprises. And I, I think that pretty well says it all. Somebody's going to have a pro problem with that forecast anyway, uh, but no matter. I didn't see very much in the way of any Omega or any kind of uh, deformation zone or anything else. So I, I said, okay, if that be the case, maybe just maybe we'll be able to get through this without having to deal with localized areas of one to three inch per hour amount. Yeah, no, that, I, that, that, if that happens, if that happens, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm, I'm done for the rest of the, I'm done at least for the rest of the week. No, there's no way that's going to happen. This would be like, this will be low top stuff, light, you know, a little bit of moisture hitting this cold air, and it just kind of grinds it out over a number of hours. That that's that sort of a steady light accumulating snow, very light, relatively light. That okay. that's that's how I'm seeing it. Maybe occasionally you get visibilities down to one mile or maybe three quarters, but that would be about it. I don't think we're going. I I would be shocked if we saw any moderates tomorrow. All right, I'm sharing my. Uh, I I'm I'm not doing it via Control O. I just simply put. I, I put my map on a uh, on a uh, Microsoft Word document okay. file, and uh, and it's up on the screen. And there you go. So there, oh, you, there you have it. You got you got more specific. You got you got more specific than I did. Well, you said this, the the weather service is going for a couple of inches in the city. Yeah, I'm going for a slushy coating to maybe an inch, maybe. Okay. And mostly on the, and and notice if you will that. South of this line, uh, which is you're just north of that line, actually. Yes. But south of this line, I have nothing. I mean, you know. All right. Well, I, I'm not going to. I'm kind of in the same place where you are. Uh, the, two up here, two to three here. And up over you? the higher terrain area of Sullivan and Ulster. Yeah. You know, like up near the Mohonk Mountain House, maybe three to five. In Chuck you know? Cardillo land. In Chuck Cardillo land. Right. Yes. Although he's on it. Well. Yeah, yeah, he might he might be okay with this. He may do he may do all right with this. I was just thinking about the wind tomorrow, but he, I I don't think he's on the side of the mountain where the wind with more of a westerly component helps him, and we're not exactly blowing a northeast wind here, so I, I don't think I, I don't think that that's that's going to be an issue, you know, any kind of I, I don't know how the snow shadows work in the Catskills. Do you? No, but I, I my thought was that the first flakes would start overspreading the area around four or five in the morning. And actually, I think I think it's pretty much all over with by noontime. Either either it it tapers off and ends by midday tomorrow, or uh, there are places to the south that are actually going to see uh, a rise in the boundary temperature and maybe a changeover to just plain old rain. So it doesn't look like a major event, but we'll we'll see. It would have been a major event last month in January when we were groping for anything, but uh, after what we've been through over the last week or so, who cares all of a sudden? No, I I hear you. I hear you. All right, so that's Joe's, and that's my map. You see it up there now. So really, we're really pretty much in the same ballpark here. So there's there's no there's no controversy um, per se. By the way, Joe and I are both monitoring the chat board, and it's nice to see Alfred Pil uh, Phillips up from um, Wainwright, Alaska, right on the North Slope. Uh, I hope everything is well, Alfred. Uh, you're seeing maybe a little bit of sun. Now for you know what does it rise and last for an hour at this point? 
Are, are they up to an hour or what, so? What latitude is he at? Like 75 north or whatever? Well, or? he's right near Barrow. Oh, my goodness. So he's like a good eight or nine degrees north of the Arctic Circle. Yes. Woo. So he's, he, you know, he has a little bit of, he has a little bit of daylight. Yes. You know, and, and increasing fairly quickly every day. Uh, Moy, uh, clouds are streaming to the northeast. There's no real low here. This is just sort of, uh, you know, a little overrunning moisture coming into cold air. There's a little short wave that's just sort of moving along. Uh, there's not uh, a whole lot to it. Uh, my only my only thing that ha any time when we have these sort of innocent systems, every once in a while, something really silly happens. And, you know, the one thing I'm just kind of watching in the back of my mind is if for some reason, you know, the bottom, the, the, the boundary line, instead of being like you and I have, have drawn it, is maybe 20 or 30 miles further south. That's my only fear, because then that might put me in a, where I am, uh, where we wind up with... Uh, you know, coding to an inch or two, not that that's a huge deal, except that, you know, when you're forecasting, you know, a coating and it winds up being a couple of inches, it is perceived as a blizzard by some. And I don't want, you know, I don't want that headache. You know, I really honestly think uh, in the in the current state of mind that the uh, National Weather Service is in right now in their uh, attempts to change or alter some of the advisories and warning criteria, you're going to have to really go a long ways for them to finally issue some kind of a blizzard warning anymore. I, I, I don't think we're going to see one in the, even if we had winds of 35 miles an hour, a 25 degree temperature and moderate to heavy snow, I still think they would probably stay with a winter storm warning as opposed to issuing any kind of probably, a probably. Well, I got there. There was a point where they were just issuing it. You know, I mean, they almost, it, I don't remember an instance where they issued it. And it didn't meet criteria. Uh, I'm not talking about a forecast. Where, I know there was one that they issued it and, it and it didn't materialize and they had to take it down. But I'm talking just in general that when it, when it has been issued in those storms that, uh, that, that we had over the last 20 years, uh, particularly in the last 10, it was pretty much justified. It, it, it worked out. I was a little surprised that they didn't do it for this one. But, you know... I, we can argue. We can argue it. I don't know that it matters. You still wound up with what you wound up with. Some some folks were getting a little uh, sticky about the fact that there was no blizzard warning, but I don't know. They had the winter storm warning. I would think that would have been enough. It doesn't matter because uh, whether it was a blizzard warning or not, everybody out there looking out the window, they they associate Joe a blizzard with a lot of snow, and that's not, of course, the case. Right. The blizzard. The blizzard criteria can go for. Maybe an inch or two of snow, as long as you've got that visibility cut down, the winds are sustained at a certain speed. It used to be temperature, but they kind of let up a little bit on the temperature. But you don't have to have a whole heck of a lot of snow for, quote, blizzard conditions. And I have and I know you have, too. We've even uh, driven sometimes through what you might even call ground blizzards, where oh, the, yeah. actual, the actual snow has stopped, but the winds have been so strong and it literally is picking up that puffy, powdery snow and throwing it in and out in front of you and lowering the visibility to near whiteout conditions. So it, it's, it's, you know, it all, it, it's uh, all subjective, I guess. But uh, the bottom line of it is, is that we've had a lot of snow lately. Tomorrow, seventh day out of the last 10. And I, quite frankly, I can't even remember the last time we did this. Seven out of the last 10 days with measurable snow. And that, 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 yeah, it's that, been a long time. 
which is why we've been working nonstop. For right. By the way, uh, wonderful on the that UCAR site because now we have a, a, a nice looking radar again to look at uh, when stuff is going on locally. But they also have surface maps plotted, and I pulled up the one from the northern plains of the Western Lakes, and it's really co it's cold there. It's it's bitter cold, and it's going to get even colder as we move through the rest of this week. Temperatures right now on their last plot um, were running. They're all below, a lot of them are below zero. You start to get to single digits and and some uh, above uh, you know low teens as you get uh, further south, say closer to Chicago and into Michigan. But uh, we're looking at uh, some minus uh, minus 13, minus 15, minus 11 in parts of North Dakota, and that's only at the beginning. This uh, surface map, by the way, is pretty current. Uh, it's at uh, 7 o'clock. Uh, so uh, it was just 55 minutes ago. So this has uh, the 6 p.m. temperatures on it. And uh, that cold air, the body of that cold air is going to wind up staying to our west, uh, at least for now. And, and that puts us in a really funny position here in the eastern part of the United States because, as we mentioned, uh, you if you're near the border, if you're near that boundary zone, which is where we're going to be between the Arctic air and the warmer air that's in this, going to be in the southeast and down in Florida, um, that's where you're going to have problems, and that's where you're going to have precipitation developing. And, of course, for example, we mentioned earlier about the fact of what's going on for uh, Kentucky, where they have the winter storm watch up for the potential for some ice. Not a whole lot on the radar tonight. Some streaky snow starting to develop across uh, southern Iowa, northern Illinois, around Chicago, northern Indiana. Uh, that's part of the area that's moving to the east. Uh, there's some rain uh, in the west. And the WPC, uh, in their seven-day rainfall outlook here, uh, they have... Uh, half to three quarters of an inch of liquid precip in the New England and up through uh, northern New Jersey, uh, Pennsylvania. And then you start to get to some higher amounts as you go further south, particularly in the southeast, where you're seeing an uh, inch and a half or more over the next seven days. Uh, the west, uh, a few inches, uh, not some of the crazy numbers that you get sometimes and what we've seen back a week or two ago. Uh, but still some uh, systems coming into the west and spreading into the into the Rockies, uh, where there's going to be some snow issues there. And uh, we also have uh, lighter, uh, uh, lighter precip being indicated up in the lower lakes. Because this area here, this is what happens, folks, when you get deep into the Arctic air, you, you, uh, you wind up finding yourself in a precip field that looks kind of like, like this area, where uh, there's very little going on. So that's where you're your 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 big high is and it's just right. very cold and very dry but in the meantime it's going to be in this zone here somewhere in this zone here that we're going to be battling back and forth with some of these ripples that uh, move along and those will be the ones that will give us opportunities for uh, frozen precipitation along the way and depending on the strength of that high you may be suppressed and you may and depressed at the same time well, that's uh, one thing that the uh, the uh, snow lovers do not like to see is when you have a little bit too much of a good thing and all of that gets, as you just said, Joe, depressed or suppressed south. And uh, well, then 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 all of them start start to cry. They, yes. they don't want to see they don't want to see their white gold ending up somewhere down, let's say, in uh, Richmond, Virginia or uh, Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina. Correct. Now, here's WPC for tomorrow. Uh, I, uh, I'm using the 48 hour, uh, 
uh, because there's nothing going to be going on on Wednesday. Uh, but I, I figured, let me set it for the 48 hour of, of uh, probability. And this is the probability, I believe, I did at least two. Actually, I know when you do the percentile, these are actual inches that have come up. So 50%, 50% chance it'll be above, 50% chance it'll be below. Uh, the lightest color uh, is one inch. And then the next, uh, the green, the that light green is two inches. And the darker green that you see up in the Catskills uh, and uh, in the northeastern corner of Pennsylvania, maybe you have Pike County, uh, looking at uh, an area of four. Uh, also seeing an area of four in Western Mass and Southern Vermont and another area in Southern Maine and in Southeastern New Hampshire, basically two, so, you know, two to three. I, I, I think that works in that zone, in, in, in most of this zone. Now, w, WBC did some, some changes this afternoon uh, with uh, a lot of the models suppressing the, the next wave, which would have, which looks which would have been for Thursday into Friday, suppressing that a bit further to the south, Joe. So what they did was they had that blue area of 50 to 70 much further to the north. Now they've pushed it south, and this looks a little more realistic. So you can see that the highest risk here for at least uh, two to three inches of snow and, and sleet uh, will be in the northern half of Virginia. Maryland into Delaware and maybe even into southern New Jersey, that blue is a 50 to 70% chance. And this is for Thursday. The next system is going to be for, now this is kind of, I don't know their reasoning behind. This is for uh, Saturday into Sunday, which I thought was a little bit too quick uh, with whatever may or may not happen over the weekend. Uh, but they have, on, on this new forecast, they have a fairly large area of 10 to 30, and then a, another area of 30 to 50 in the darker green. And you can see that covers Pennsylvania, central 195 in New Jersey northward, so central and north Jersey, and uh, into New York State and into western Connecticut. I'm thinking this is going to get changed again as we, uh, as we get a little closer. Uh, I, I, the, I'm thinking, Joe, the wide swath that they have here of, of a probability uh, probably signals a lot of uncertainty in their minds in terms of how this is going to play for late later in the weekend. We've got a big high pressure cell that is going to be trying to cover like much of the country by the time we get to the end of the weekend. And we're going to have little waves or ripples of low pressure, which are going to be trying to push or you know, try not, I was going to say dislodge. It's not going to be dislodged. It's, it's, it's a matter of these, these waves trying to get far enough up into the cold air. And as I said a while back, and this was especially the case with the 1983 uh, megalopolitan uh, snowstorm, it was, it's not a matter sometimes of how strong the storm is. You could have that big high covering with all that cold air uh, a large part of the Northeast. And all you need is a little bit of a disturbance to push in and run into that and generate uh, some significant snowfall uh, based in part on overrunning. That, that I think is what this next round is gonna try to do sometime over the weekend or maybe at the start of next week. I, I've been telling people, uh, not a few people have asked me since yesterday, what about, what about next weekend? I heard there's gonna be a, what, what, it's gonna be a big storm or whatever. And what I've been telling them, Joe, is it's a work in progress, depending upon how you 
you look at things. It, it'll either be shoved out away from the coast or, you know, if it's a little closer and comes just close enough, it could generate a, a, a fairly significant snowfall. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, I just want to mention, by the way, uh, to uh, on the chat board, Mark Rookus, uh, you want to share, <clears throat> you, you, it, 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 it's putting the same message up like 20 times doesn't sit well with me. Uh, so you have been timed out. You are sitting in the corner and you're facing the corner. OK, for 300 <laughs> seconds, if you should uh, come back and re and continue your uh, repetitious posts, um, you will be you'll be thrown out of class for good. So just bear that in mind. OK, just want to let you know. All right. So uh, <laughs> we like to try to keep things just on a calm, relative note here. Really? Right, so, yeah, I brought up the upper air and. Uh, not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, Joe, but six standard deviations from the mean is where the Arctic Oscillation is going. And you have a, I mean, this is a really powerful upper high that is sitting there. And it's it's acting like a dead weight. Here's your polar low, or if you want to call it your polar vortex at the 500 millibar level. It's It's literally pressing it down. It's just literally pushing the whole thing down. And you wind up with this really broad, cold flow that comes from the um, from the Arctic uh, down through Western Canada. I have the arrow maybe a little bit too far south into the southeast, but uh, it does at least make it. It, it probably makes it more down uh, in the middle into the Ohio Valley. But the point is that it's it's uh, the Ohio Valley part of it is where your boundary zone is setting up. The southern part of the Ohio Valley uh, kind of tilted northeast southwest. So you have all this very cold air coming down, and you've got warmer air that's in in the southern part of the U.S. Slightly warmer air, so the contrast is not huge enough. So that's why these systems are actually on the weak side. And going forward, this is going to be the the game here for the next couple of weeks. How does the Arctic, what how, what does the uh, a the Arctic high do? What does that block do? What does the polar vortex that it's sitting on as it gets occasionally stretched? in one direction or another and then sometimes that low that arctic low will the uh, the, the polar low will try to push down into the US it'll uh, maybe pick up short waves along the way or perhaps not uh, this is going to be a very interesting setup here and and Joe, I looked I looked through the next 2 weeks I mean it, there really isn't a whole lot here that changes uh, it kind of ebbs and flows a little bit, but the overall profile, I mean, I just rolled back to, I just rolled out to day 16 here and we're talking February 24th and guess what? We still have, you know, this, um, the, you know, the spigots opened up from Northern Canada. Uh, so I don't, I don't see this, I don't see this overall pattern breaking down anytime soon. And do you remember, uh, Joe, it was about, um, it was sometime during December, or early January, on uh, on tropical tidbits, we were looking at the climate maps, and what they were suggesting for February was unseasonable warmth. Do you remember that? Yes. And this is if this is unseasonable warmth, I hate to see what the maps for unseasonable cold would have been suggesting. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know. Amazing. By the way, we're up to 500 viewers right now. Thank you very much, folks, for being here. Really appreciate it. We also have a new person on the chat board, Mommy Pig. That's a great name. Mommy Pig living in Lake Charles, Louisiana, 
saying we never get anything but hurricanes. Well, that's quite true. But every once in a while, you, you, every once in a while, you do get these cold air masses to make it all the way down south. And I remember from my days in New Orleans, Joe, that um, uh, the uh, the f freezes and temperatures when they got into the 20s. There was one time it got that I was there that it actually got down into the single digits. Uh, it, it's the, you, you, your electricity goes because um, most people had uh, forced hot air, you know, forced hot air because you can't have oil tanks in the ground there. Or you're 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 below sea level, uh, so. Uh, whenever the temperatures got really cold, electrical use skyrocketed. It's like in the Northeast during a heat wave and everybody's got the AC on. Right. So the worst thing that could happen uh, is uh, that you, uh, you, you, you know, you, you lose power in the winter. It was, you never lost it in the summertime, uh, right. but in the wintertime uh, you could lose it. And then you would, then, then your pipes would freeze and everything else. So, yeah. uh, no, I'm just going to agree with you on that point, yeah. Oh, you know what? I wanted to tell you, because um, somebody posted this, and I, I I went to look at it, and I forgot to save the link, because I know you go to the Climate Prediction Center. They have that one section there where they have a, a long-range 8- to 14-day probability of heavy snow. And I looked at it yesterday. I don't know if you've seen that. I didn't take a look. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but I didn't know that. I don't know if you knew that that existed. Uh, but uh, you mean you mean like the uh, what they what they have the uh, the uh, hazards outlook? Yes, uh, yeah. and and they had yesterday for uh, I believe the period was from February 13th to February 20th. They had a stripe drawn up and down the East Coast for a slight risk for heavy snow, which I thought was pretty interesting. Well, they don't have it anymore. <laughs> oh, they took it out. Well, wait a minute now. This is valid 216 to 222, so that's not the time frame that you're that right. You're talking about. It, it's out of the time frame, but the, okay. uh, something I guess we should you know keep an eye on. Now, uh, two, uh, uh, we've got this system for tomorrow, so Wednesday we breathe, and you'll notice when you look at the upper air, there's it, there's no you know very weak kinking here there's a uh, uh there's your short wave that's kind of this is in that northern part of the jet stream that's moving along you know here's your southern part where things are a little bit warmer and then on thursday we've got another uh, little system that's going to be going by but doesn't really show up very well on on the upper air again it, it's nothing to write home about here and in fact there's a little bit of ridging going on in, in the east so that 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 short wave is going to have you know some issues and what we're, what I think we need to focus on, and this goes back to what you said last week. Remember talking about remember when the, the the GFS was trying to take that polar vortex and move it into into New England. Well, now instead it's kind of hanging back there up in Minnesota, and this trough that's coming around is going to we're going to need to watch this. Uh, the GFS may be too far west with this, but you know there's. Uh, there's this trough, this arm that's coming around, and this is why the GFS has been making uh, what looks like uh, a very impressive uh, weather system for Sunday into Monday. So uh, the pieces are here, and I also think, Joe, with some of the other models, we're kind of in that funny range right now where um, models lose things. You know, they have storms. Remember last week, the Sunday storm disappeared for a couple of days, and then it, lo and behold, it reappeared late on Thursday. 
Right. Uh, so uh, don't be shocked if you see, you know, the European doesn't really do anything with this. Uh, the uh, a couple of the other models kind of lost it, but the GFS has um, a, a rather important system here. Now, I don't know if it's going to come out like this. Uh, it's basically got a primary that goes up the west side of the Appalachians. It holds on to that primary uh, for a good portion of the way, and it does develop a secondary there, Joe, right off the off the Virginia coast. But uh, at least the way the GFS implies it, if this were correct, the secondary would be would form too late. You'd get some snow, then you'd go to sleet, then you go to rain, and then it would be you know turn very cold afterward. But I don't know if it's going to turn out. I don't know if it's going to look like this. I think there's still there's still some maneuvering. I think that models are going to do oh, yeah. uh, do with this next this system, but we're going to watch this one. This is your storm for Sunday. This is your storm. This is we'll your, see. this is yours. <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be fun. I, I've been saying all along, it's, 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 it, you're taking a chances when you start looking at maps and putting some credence into things beyond five days. And this certainly is beyond five days still. So I think when we get into the middle and latter part of the week, Maybe things will start getting exciting. Maybe we'll we'll take a look. the The European seems to want to push most of this more offshore, however. But uh, right, we'll see. So here, uh, before we even get there, so here's our system for tomorrow. You can see there's a little inverted trough, a little low there that forms off the Delaware coast and it moves on out. So you know, uh, a little bit of darker shading of blue snow showing up there. Uh, around midday, but the the, the uh, I should use the radar on this because that's probably a little more effective. Because because by uh, one o'clock in the afternoon, the back edge of the radar echoes are are just about to the coast and done. And then here's that uh, next system. Now this one, the models have been slowly but surely now they're suppressing it further south, and it might bring some snow for southern New Jersey, for Maryland, for Delaware, back to northern West Virginia. And you can see the ice back through uh, much of central Kentucky. Uh, and then that wave goes by. And, and for some reason, it buckles up another little wave Thursday night into Friday. I don't know if I believe this, uh, with a little bit of snow Thursday night into Friday, reaching up to about New York City before it just weakens. And then we wait to see what happens with what comes out from uh, the, uh, the the stronger system as that trough swings around. So this would be this is uh, Friday. I'm sorry, this is Saturday evening uh, with snow in Missouri and, and Arkansas. I, again, I think this is going to change. And then you wind up with a low in eastern Kentucky, big height of the north. See, so he holds on to the primary uh, for a long time here, and then eventually the secondary takes over. But it's just it. It, it doesn't take over fast enough, but again, this may change. I you know and and the uh, as I said, the European seems to be more to the east with that system over the weekend. But if you take the compromise between the two, you got a perfect storm set set up for us. We'll we'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah, Reaver, uh, Reaver on on the board. Uh, I I I heard about what what you posted. Uh, with regards to some other sources uh, uh, putting, uh, you know, some big amounts for Thursday into Friday. Uh, I imagine that after they looked at today's round of model guidance showing everything suppressed further to the south, that uh, they probably have come off those high numbers. Uh, I don't know why you would that you would do it, uh, you know, run numbers that large th three and four days out, but 
you know, everybody does their own. Oh, take. I see what you're referring to. Yeah. That that other that, yeah that, those other yeah right yeah, other, yeah. exactly <laughs> yeah so look for winter weather lovers this is your this is your time uh, you are you you've got everything you need it's a matter of whether these pieces come together and you know just for laughs I'll run the GFS all the way through and you can see there's a you know they got another system here on day eight uh, off the uh, Carolina coast. Uh, running up northeastward, and then there's another one somewhere along the way. It's actually toward the end of the. Oh, here it is. Uh, it had a nice big one at uh, uh, at day 14. I mean, I wouldn't exactly write this down as as reality, just so no. you know. Um, no. Yeah, uh, but it, it it's always it, it's always fun to see anyway. Besides, actually. Right now, I'm at the kind. I don't know about you. I'm kind of feeling after what happened on uh, last week and what happened Sunday. I would have liked this week to just be kind of quiet. Uh, I don't know, right? I mean, don't well, you? Why don't we just Why don't we just make make it a pact right now uh, to take Wednesday off? Because you and I have been going nonstop for like ten straight days. Uh, actually, I would even almost prefer to take tomorrow off. Tomorrow off. Right? We could take tomorrow off. Because could, tomorrow I'll probably have uh, done, done more shoveling, <laughs> and and that'll be uh, by by this time tomorrow night I'll be like. Uh, by the way, Bill Goodman, uh, I was talking with Bill Goodman yes uh, last night, and he um, I'll run this by you. Did you point? Did you point the point out the new radar that we had located and told him? Oh, I have no, I didn't get a chance to tell him. Oh, um, yeah. so. Uh, so I mentioned to Bill Good, we were just talking about the general weather pattern and, and about how long, you know, you know, how long it was going to last or how long we thought it was going to last. And he brought up an interesting point uh, that uh, with the state of the Arctic Oscillation, the way it is, you know, stretched out. And by the way, that could that's another reason. Remember, whenever those teleconnections are, are stretched out like this, the models get 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 a little squirrely. You know, they, they lose things, you know, and they see other things that may not necessarily be there. So you got to be a little careful when you look at each run, all right? Uh, the, um, uh, I don't know if I believe, uh, you know, I believe the, the idea that there's going to be maybe a, a, a stronger system later in the weekend. I don't know that I agree with the fact that the, you know, we're going to take a, a primary that goes up the west side of the Appalachians. It would seem to me with a negative NAO that that's going to be a really difficult thing to do. But my, but he, what, he did, what he said was that with the Arctic Oscillation stretched so negative that if it ever rubber bands back to a neutral, uh, it, it might create a big storm someplace, which ultimately will be the pattern breaker. That we're probably going to need to see a big event of a big storm of some kind somewhere, uh, in that that's going to uh, ultimately break this 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 pattern down the way it is. But there's no sign of the pattern going away. So uh, I, I don't. It kind of made sense to me that, that maybe that's how this pattern ultimately ends. That there'll be some kind of big storm someplace and uh, rearranges all the chess pieces across North America. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm looking, we've got another one here, um, with, with, uh, on the chat. Oh yeah, no, I'm looking, I'm trying to view the deleted, oh, apparently he's, apparently he has only a, a, a one letter vocabulary and it lies between E and G, okay, <laughs> um, so what we're, what I would, what I would say to, uh, 
what is it? Kali Kaliu Quaras. That um, I will give you a two uh, a one syllable word with um, uh, three letters. B Y E. Bye. So uh, you know, hang on. I shall remove him permanently. While you're doing that, I, I agree that um, we'll need something to we'll need something to break the pattern and uh, in a, in, a, in a major way. And I don't see anything of any kind over the next couple of weeks doing that. So we're we're pretty well going to be stuck in the deep freeze. And uh, who knows? Well, you know, something may happen this weekend or maybe sometime next week. We'll we'll just have to wait, watch, and see, Joe. One of the things uh, this, the uh, the snowplow guys were telling me is they. The, uh, I, I it's been a long time since we've had this problem. They they have no place to put the snow. I was in a parking lot at a shopping mall, uh, uh, you know, one of those strip malls today. They piled all the snow in one place. It was a mountain. It, it, it was a mountain. I was waiting for the yodeler. It was the biggest pile I think I've ever seen. It must have been about twenty feet or more, you know, twenty or twenty five feet high. It was huge. Yeah, it's one of those things where you look at it and they say this can't possibly go until May. <laughs> <laughs> I always like those par those parking lot piles are fun though because because when you get into the early part of the spring you just wonder how long is it going to take for that last little ch uh, chunk of snow to disappear. There was a day in the summer I think it was in late late July early August where we had a, a temperature of like ninety seven or ninety eight degrees. We have, in, on my property, Joe, we have a lot of wild blackberry bushes, and my wife will go deep into the woods to pick blackberries. We get we get a ton of them. Uh, does, she, does, she do it with, does she do it with a basket? Oh, yeah. It's a big, you know, big thing. And there was one day where I said, where, I said to my daughter, I said, where's mom? She said, she's out play, picking. I had to go deep into the woods. Now, get this. Now, it's 97 degrees, and she's picking. <laughs> these 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 berries. Please tell and, me she. Please tell me she's skipping through the woods while she's doing this. No, not skipping. In, in pigtails. And breaking 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 out. I mean, every you just step outside, you broke a sweat. And I said to her yesterday, I said, wouldn't you love to be able to control the weather? Wouldn't you love to be able to just take that day with those temperatures, snap your fingers, and instantaneously it becomes ninety-seven or ninety-eight degrees, and have that for ten minutes. And see what happens outside with all of this snow and all of this ice that we have now. So you basically want her to be Andorra from Bewitched, yeah, be exactly. Great, or twitch her nose, or do something. Right, do something just to just to make everything change and go away. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yep. So, um, barring you know what, it's a good idea. Barring any um, any any forecast tragedy tomorrow where this, this coating to a couple of inches winds up being, um, you know, something that shuts down half the state. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll take off tomorrow. Cause when was the last time we took a day off? It's got, um, it's gotta be a couple of weeks now. We've been, been straight through. It was through. not this past Saturday. It was, I think the Saturday, Saturday before. before. All Saturday right. So, before, so, so we're like, we usually like to take Fridays and Saturdays off. But we've been going straight through. But I'm mentally fried, and and uh, I need a, I need a day of recharging. So I think I think we'll do it tomorrow. So so uh, we'll be back on Wednesday. By the Wait way, minute, I'm, being, I'm, I'm being corrected by my wife. They they are wild red raspberries, delicious. And that's 
I thought they were blackberries. Uh, I'll, have to, I'll have to ask her when when I when we finish this. Hang on, I got to get rid of somebody else. So the Reaver, uh, and Reaver five hundred one asks Joe Ray, does she bake does she bake blackberry crumb cake with it? Don't give her any ideas. She probably will or would. Um, she just made Joe a, a, a magnificent. In fact, as soon as we finish here, I'm going back upstairs. She made a magnificent cheesecake. Oh. oh. Graham cracker crust? Not graham cracker crust, but it, it was just, now wait a minute, as you say, I make lots of, lots of jam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Renata, you've got jam and jelly in the back of the freezer. It's been back there for three years now. Or three <laughs> years. <laughs> there's, some, there's some blackberries, but not too much. All right, so I'm right. There, there were blackberries out there. Of course there. you're, right. You've been hung. You're going to be hung out to dry after the show is over. You know. I that. understand. No, she will right. will speak to me again. Okay, good. Oh, brownie cheesecake. Brownie oh my, cheesecake. brownie cheesecake. Uh, that, that's yeah. I, I. That's acceptable. I don't like. I don't like New York style cheesecake. I like graham cracker crust cheesecake. But if it's brownie cheesecake, you, you you've sold me. That uh, was that was Bob Grant's favorite was uh, cheesecake. You probably could have brought him to his knees. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Get off my phone. Get off my phone. But Bob, I have cheesecake for you. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> I always said, I, I, it's the, funny the things you remember and the things you forget. I happened to be listening years and years ago to Bob Grant on the car radio, and uh, he, some uh, a, a woman was was on the line, and he got you know he used to get <clears throat> all flustered. He would just get all angry, and uh, he said. Get off my phone, you old bag. You sound like you look like 10 miles of bad road. <laughs> I have never forgotten that. It's amazing. The thing, I can't, I lost, I can't find my sweatshirt. I have my Iona sweat, my uh, Iona uh, college sweatshirt on. That's my daughter. My daughter went, went to that, that, that school. I had my Iona sweatshirt on. I think I put it on this morning. I swore I did. Somehow, it's not on my person. I can't find it anywhere. I don't ever remember taking it off. I didn't go anywhere today that required me to take my sweatshirt off. So I'm that I can't figure out. But I remember, I remember Bob Grant from at least 20 or 25 years ago that I heard him say this. It had to be at least that long ago. And I've always said that's word for word what he said. Word for word. WMCA used to carry Bob Grant before ABC. And he used to, back in his early days, back in the 70s, he used to do a little spot where he would ask people to call in, uh, give him uh, your birthday, and he would predict the future for you. I don't know if you remember that. That's vaguely familiar. My Aunt Lily called up when he was not doing that. Um, You know, he he would do it once in a great while, she heard him, called in, this was now when he moved on to some other subject or whatever, and she says, hello, Bob, and says, yes, ma'am, he says, would you like my birthday? He says, no, thank you, ma'am, I already have one. (laughs) (laughs) Eileen Hannon Higgins says, I uh, referred to yesterday, because I did mention on uh, my, I think I mentioned it on my Weather in Five video yesterday, that I made sauce uh, and, uh, uh, and, and it was good. Uh, it was very good. I make a mean, uh, Italian, uh, 
uh, salsa, as my mother my mother would call it, la salsa. We used to make it on Sundays. It's actually ragu, not the brand, but whenever you make, um, when you make sauce and there's meat in it, it's called ragu. So I would, uh, you know, I had beef in it, pork, lamb, and I put lamb in it, just a, just a, uh, a couple of pieces of lamb. It gives the sauce a great flavor. If you put too much lamb, it overpowers it. But if you put in like a shoulder lamb chop or two, um, it, it, it's perfect. And, and oh, I was going to record me preparing it to show everybody how to do it. And then I just said, you know what? I want to just have, I want to be in peace today. I didn't want to, you know. You know do- what, Can we just cut this right now? Because I'm waiting for that brownie cheesecake. Yes. Okay. So, uh, barring any kind of last minute surprise, uh, we will be back on Wednesday. Thank you. uh, Thank you, everybody, for being here. We had a nice crowd tonight, uh, breaking the 500 mark, uh, which uh, we, uh, Joe and I, love to do, and uh, 215 likes, uh, which is uh, even uh, even better. The uh, Joe and Joe Show brought to you by our friends at. I thought I put it up on the screen. Why is it not coming up? Hold on. I got to do this right. Um, oh, my. What's happening here? Something's going wrong. Just a second. One more time. Let's try it one more time. Oh, my. I can't. Well, anyway, it, we are brought to you by uh, the wonderful folks at Omni True Value Hardware. Uh, Long Island's largest rock salt, there it is, uh, largest rock salt source and everything you need for winter storms. And they've been open uh, during these winter storms, uh, both uh, all night and all day. So when the next one comes, uh, I'll let you know what the hours are. 631-756-1125-1226 North Wellwood Avenue in West Babylon, just north of the Southern State Parkway or just south of the Long Island Expressway. And the website is omnitruevalue.com. That was a nice show. And uh, we got we'll, we will see you guys on Wednesday. Thanks for being here. Good night. Nighty night, folks. Oh,